Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. The Calgary Flames are back in action as the Flames hit the ice at the Saddle Dome for their first official day of training camp. What can we get excited about and what can we overanalyze after just one day here on Locked on Flames? Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to or welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto here. I'm so excited to be chatting about the Flames as they continue to uh, inch closer to the season approaching and as always you can find locked on flames wherever you get your podcasts for free and as well on youtube and make sure that you're subscribed on youtube and make sure the notifications are set to all this is always such a fun time of year because i feel like we can overanalyze everything and put all of our eggs in like one basket but it but it's it's fun to kind of also take a step back and realize that hey, it doesn't have to be like that. And uh, just a friendly reminder that training camp and preseason hockey is not any true indication of what a team will be once the regular season starts or even, you know, believe it or not, by the All-Star break. (laughs) So I think it's just such an exciting time because – This is obviously the first camp without Gaudreau and Kachuk in such a long time. And we're welcoming Nazem Kadri, Mackenzie Wieger, and Jonathan Huberdo. And, of course, the PTOs that are here as well with um, Cody Eakin and, more excitingly, Sonny Milano. But there is just so much to look forward to with this team regardless. But let's take a look at the lines and kind of dissect what uh, my opinions are. And let me know if you agree or disagree. Uh, So the top line is what we all thought it would be. With Huberto, Lindholm, and Tyler Toffoli, I think that that is a uh, solid top line. I think that it's going to be... (sighs) I feel like you could still strengthen it on the right side. That's not a dig at Toffoli. I just feel like he is more of a top middle six kind of guy. And I really wish that the Flames had gone out and gotten a strong right winger. Um, that second line is Dallas, or Dallas Eakin, <laughs> Cody Eakin, Nazem Kadri, and Sonny Milano. This is a line that you are clearly putting together to see what Uh, the two PTO guys can do. I think that that is very obvious here. You're never going to convince me that Cody Eakin is a second liner or a top six player or even a middle six player. I'm very sorry to state that, but just uh, he is not someone that will be playing in that position, uh, at least on the Calgary Flames, maybe somewhere else, maybe with the Sharks or uh, the Devils, but certainly not with a true contender in the Calgary Flames. This third line is, again, an interesting one. You have Dylan Dubé, um, Michael Backlund, and um, 
Blake Coleman as well. And Andrew Mangiapane is set to miss a little bit of time as well with an injury. And same with Oliver Shillington. They are, uh, Shillington had to go back home to deal with a family matter. But Dylan Dubé, I really like this line because I feel like it's setting Dubé up for success. And I oftentimes wonder if Dubé would see more success if he had strong line mates consistently. I I really like him. I think that he is someone that we could see as a breakout star this year because he is finally seeing a consistent system. And I would I'd put some money on that if I were honest. And then you have Lucci Rooney and Richie which is an interesting line. Of course, uh, Kevin Rooney was signed early in the offseason, and Brett Ritchie just signed that extension, the one-year extension the other day. And then you have Milan Lucic, who is on the last year of his contract. Um, you know, I, I don't – I think that when I see that line, I think of, like, just toughness and bulky, husky dudes – uh, I, I don't really <laughs> see too much skill there, but I think like I have to think back to the playoffs when anytime Luch got the puck on his stick, how loud the crowd got. And even like when they went to Dallas for um for a game for at some point in the first round, the crowd was nuts for Luch. So I'm just saying, I think Luch might still have it, and hopefully he can uh, end this year on a – or start this year on a solid note. Um, and then you have Pospisil, Rizichka, and Lewis as another line. You know, uh, two prospects looking to break into the lineup with a guy who takes too many penalties, uh, great depth player, that it is what it is. You know, I think that's what you're going to get there. But uh, let's move on to the defensive pairings. Because I, I really don't have much to say other than, like, that line was put together for the sake of depth. But Mackenzie Weger and Chris Tanev were paired together. I would love to see Tanev and Anderson paired together. But more importantly, I think that there's another player on this team that we will discuss next. Who could get the boost he's looking for with a player like Uyghur? And that is Noah Hannafin. I think Noah Hannafin has needed a push to that next level for quite some time now. And I think it was last year heading into camp that he gave an interview talking about how he was ready to take the next jump into eliteness. And, buddy, we're here. It's time. Like, you're you're entering what, 26, I think, I believe he is. So he's going to really be entering that next contract. And that's like the prime of your career. And that is generational wealth kind of money. So if you want to be making, uh, you will absolutely not be making Charlie McAvoy money. But I think if you want to be making a little bit more than what you're making now, then keep taking those strides. And I think that he needs a player like Uyghur on his um, side to really bolster his performance. And then you have uh, Zadorov and Melosh. Mil- Meloshi. Um, 
again, just just a pairing. <laughs> and of course, Valamaki and Stone. Oh, who's so Valamaki? I'm surprised. I would love to know what words were exchanged between him and Daryl Sutter today. I am very interested. And not that we will ever find out, but it would be very interesting to find out. <laughs> and then, of course, you have your goaltenders, uh, Markstrom and Vladar. I think, you know, I keep coming back to Valamaki and Daryl Sutter's relationship and can only think about um, how Valamaki pretty much ruined any chance he got. He would have had to play in the Calgary system, like, right off the bat last season with Daryl Sutter. So it'll be interesting to see uh, <laughs> where things land in terms of that. Uh, I think him making the opening night roster is not uh, not in the cards, as well as him making the Flames roster at all before he's traded, um, allegedly. I think we're all just kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. But coming up next, we're going to talk about sound bites from camp and uh, the little welcome party that Kadri, Huberto, and Uyghur kind of got today. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for uh, sports betting and sports wagering information. They have you covered from A to Z when it comes to league updates, news, podcasts, and uh, live betting. It's really all you need to stay covered from, <laughs> eight, like I said, A to Z through NCAA football season to pro football season and of course they'll keep you covered through the MLB playoffs and through the NHL season as well so head on over to betonline.net today to check out the latest and greatest props and odds for your favorite sports teams thank you so much for tuning into Locked On Flames as always I'm your host Jess Belmosto and I Greatly appreciate you tuning in and make sure that you're following me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. So today was such an overwhelming day for me personally, because when I logged on and realized, oh, there are, there's no more Gaudreau, no more Kachuk, I realized how different this team would be. And I think that's always such like a frustrating situation because you're just kind of like, oh, I, I guess we are moving on. Like, this is a reality. But this was Kadri's, um, you know, opening day. Oh, opening day. First day at camp with the rest of his new teammates, as well as Huberto and Uyghur. And we're just always so excited for that. But uh, Kadri, I, I mean, all these guys had quotes. So let's go over them and talk about them. Let me share my screen with you. So let's do this. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm so sorry that I am technologically uh, behind. But okay, Kad Nazem Kadri on the first day of camp, he says, feel great, a lot of positive energy, everyone's having fun with each other, but getting down to business. This time of year, you can, you can kind of feel the intensity start to build throughout practices and when you step on the ice you know you've got to take care of business first and foremost. That's the great thing about our group. I think we understand those situations and how to be serious when we have and when to have fun. 
So I think with this, this is a great quote because, you know, he's only been around the club like for a week or two. I think um, he had come up early and, or come over from Toronto early to, uh, you know, kind of get settled and whatnot. But also uh, for him to kind of already know the vibe of this team and know how serious they are, I think that that is, that's important. I think that really is important, especially for a guy uh, as long as he is and coming off of a Stanley Cup win. And then uh, he goes on to give a quote about mixing and matching lines, which I've already talked about and how we cannot read too much into them. But of course, he says that's the objective with new faces and new bodies. Everyone's just trying to get familiarized with each other to start camp and try to build some early chemistry but you've got to mix and match sometimes. Ultimately, that's up to Daryl. And that's the thing, you know, in the first quote, he's referring to getting down to business and talking about, you know, getting, creating chemistry and getting to know everyone is part of business. You have to really figure out where, like what works best before opening night or before too late and you start slipping in the standings but um he said let's see he says i've spoken to sutter definitely about some combinations but if he wants but if he wants to tell you i will let him tell you so far my conversations with him have been positive and open-ended both ways i think daryl is definitely open to feedback from veteran players we work as a team anything we do That is so nice to hear. I think that that is absolutely delightful because, you know, I think that there's this stigma around or stereotype of coaches who have been around the league for a really long time, uh, especially as long as Daryl Sutter has uh, when it comes to kind of like my way or the highway and like, oh, if you even come to me with a suggestion as a player, like, I hope you enjoy fourth line minutes, but um, here it's great to hear that, uh, you know, he is open to feedback, especially from a new veteran player. Really like to hear that. And then uh, on what he looks for in a line mate, chemistry is a huge factor, but playmaking is always nice. Hmm. It's too bad. The flames don't have a guy like Johnny Gaudreau, best playmakers in the game, a guy that can find me when I'm open. Also a guy that is going to get in the corners and play a maybe more grittier style and you get the puck, get you the puck when you need it most. Oh, such a shame. The Flames don't have a guy like Matthew Kachuk to do that. Oh my God. So sad. I think there's a ton of combinations you can put together. We've got lots of good players. It's great to see. Imagine how good this team would be with Johnny Gaudreau. Okay. Anyways, and Jonathan Huberto on his first official practice as a Calgary Flame. It's exciting. A little bit of nerves. I think I messed up the first three drills. <laughs> a little bit of nerves, but I think after a few days, it'll be good after that. That just shows you that, you know, no matter how talented of a player you are, these guys are still human beings. And you know, what might be second nature to them still might, you know, it it does take a little bit of time to get used to. And then Daryl Sutter on Nazem Kadri. 
we're being really careful with Naz the first week or so. He played a lot of hockey, right? So he's not going to play a, play a game for a while. We're just going to move him around and make sure those tryout guys get a really good opportunity, which is what I said when we were talking about the um, Cody Eakin and uh, Sonny Milano line. But on Huberto, he says he's a real all-business type of player. I think – okay, wait. I messed that up. <laughs> he's a real all-business type of player, I think. Coaches always appreciate low-maintenance players. Okay, so we already found Sutter's new favorite. <laughs> Got it. On what he hopes to see from Sonny Milano. Sit in a hurry. We play four games in seven days. So get the opportunity. Take advantage of it. Yeah, you're you're right. So true. So true, Sutter. And then he says, on to Foley, getting a full camp as a flame. It's important. Tyler, and there's two or three guys in that age group. And he's probably the youngest one. Pro- would probably like to have done more last year. The type of players they are. Those are the, those are the guys we're looking for. As important as it is that... <laughs> I'm going to throw up. 23 to 28 age group takes another step in terms of their maturity on ice and development. It's important that those three or four older guys to get back to their career average and maintain where they're at at least. Wow. I've never had a hockey coach call me, you know, old, but... I guess there we are. Um, So, yeah, you know, a lot of great quotes there. I think that we can always count on this Flames team for kind of um, taking responsibility and being real open with the media. Um, I love that everyone is kind of getting their chance to fill out these spots and hopefully um, make the team if, if they're good enough, if. I think that Sonny Milano is set to make this team out of camp. I think that uh, he'll earn a contract. I think that he is one of the only definites. But coming up next, we are going to talk about not one, but two players that signed a uh, two extensions and why I believe that they are just depth and not true NHL players. Coming up next. Thank you all so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. If you have not already, make sure you are subscribed. I appreciate it. My cat appreciates it. And, um, he, you know, every subscriber counts. Adam Razichka and Brett Ritchie inked themselves some new extensions uh, towards the middle of the week. And we knew that those were going to be coming down the pipeline. We knew that it was inevitable. We had heard rumblings of the Brett Ritchie one before Adam Razichka, which is kind of funny to me, considering that Razichka is still in, like, the Flames farm system and was an RFA versus a UFA. But again, at this point, I really think uh, Brett Ritchie is a Sutter. Or he has some serious blackmail on Daryl. But both players, I think, in my opinion, are uh, good depth pieces. I think that they're two players that will absolutely be 
up and down from the NHL and AHL. And I think that Brett Ritchie, Brett Ritchie especially knew that signing his contract. I don't think that um, it would have just been a one-way contract. I think they really had to negotiate a two-way deal. Uh, the, it's a really crowded Flames forward group, and I'm sorry, but it doesn't make sense to have a guy like Brett Ritchie taking up a roster spot from a guy who's in the AHL that can make a real difference. It just it doesn't make any sense like that, and neither of them are waiver exempt, so they will need waivers to clear. And if you don't know what that is, basically wave a wire every day at, I believe it's 2 p.m. now, noon um, mountain time. And basically they go on waivers to be sent back down. Uh, if a team claims you off waivers, most teams don't claim players off of waivers unless like it's an actual like solidified roster player. Like we saw it with uh, NAK from Philly to the Avalanche last year. Uh, there were a few more, but it, it rarely happens. I know Colby Cave was um, claimed by Edmonton when Boston put him on waivers. So it's just one of those things that happen. But I don't see players like Rizichka or Richie getting snatched up. But I also, I could be wrong. I think Rizichka, no, it's goalies. Never mind. Ignore me. Um, I don't see these players as necessary units to this Flames team at the moment. I think that they're like, a, like they're p- part of this team that in pieces that make it work. But I don't think that they are long-standing pieces, at least to start the season. Um, Rizichka, I really, really, really like what I saw, what we saw from him uh, in the few games that he got last year. I thought that he was an excellent. Uh, third line center, fourth line center. Uh, when Sean Monahan wasn't playing, now that's a problem we don't have to worry about. He was skating with um, the Canadians today. Looked good. I mean, taking strides. He wasn't like doing anything too over uh, overbearing. But you know, I think it's just one of you know a business deal that has to get done. You add depth pieces because number one towards the end of the season, you don't want to run out your players. That's why you have backup goaltenders. That's why you have AHL prospects. I think that, you know, in case someone gets hurt, obviously, but I also really think that it's just smart to kind of stockpile players in the AHL that you can call up when you need them. And Adam Rizichka is one of those players, and I look forward to the day that he is a full-time flame. Uh, Brett Ritchie, you all know how I feel about him. I hope he can redeem himself. Congratulations on Nick Ritchie for getting engaged um, through net representation with your fiance. We love to see it. But, yeah, that is the start to the 2022 23 Calgary Flames season. How are we already here? As always, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. I'm Jess Belmosto. You can follow me on Twitter 
at JustBombastow. If you're watching on YouTube, it is flashing across the screen right now. And I will be more than excited to go over um, day two and a little preseason preview as we head into the weekend tomorrow. Bye-bye.